Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton, and this is Week 11, Part 7 of our series, Freedom from Fascism, A Christian Response to Mass Formation Psychosis. The theme for this week is Mass Formation Psychosis and Religious Conceit, and the topic for today's podcast is The Last Supper the Church Ignores. This is the meal nobody likes to talk about. There is a story in the New Testament where Jesus has a meal with his disciples following the resurrection. But this meal is usually ignored by the church, and there are some important reasons why. This meal provides practical advice on how to follow Jesus, and it does not support the ritual of the Mass. After the resurrection of Jesus, Peter who was a fisherman, decided to go fishing and went back to the Sea of Galilee with some of the other disciples. They didn't have much luck in the night, but in the morning there was a man on the shore who could see the shoals of fish swimming around probably, and he may have had a better vantage point. He told them to throw the nets over the other side. Being good fishermen, always willing to take advice, they followed the advice of the man, and John records that they caught over a hundred fish. In fact, he numbers them, a hundred and fifty-three fish. It's interesting that he notes the number, perhaps because it was the largest haul that ever caught. John saw that it was in fact Jesus on the shore, who had himself been fishing the night before, caught some fish, and had a barbecue ready for his mates when they came ashore. Jesus went ahead and made them breakfast. It's easy to see why this is the last supper the church ignores, It is so ordinary and full of life. Peter, it records, was so excited, he jumped into the water and swam ashore to see Jesus. Jesus didn't rebuke the men for fishing. He didn't say, well, I've already caught some fish. He didn't make fun of them. He didn't tell them that they were fishing in the wrong place. He didn't even rebuke them for not believing in him. He went ahead of them and made them breakfast. Our Lord had it all prepared. This is the true Mass, a breakfast with Jesus, sitting near him, enjoying a meal with him, and listening to him. It is not sitting in fear in a darkened hall, with a huge stone altar out the front, with priests in funny clothes chanting and incanting like wizards with hocus-pocus and gobbledygook, nor is it listening silent and still to a man drone on for an hour, then quietly stand up and walk over, grab a cup of coffee and go home. Jesus blesses our everyday life. It's easy to see why this is the last supper the church ignores. Jesus blesses our ordinary life, not the ritual of the church and the stupidity of the mass. This is real life, and the church is not able to stand there with the collection plates. The point of the breakfast with Jesus was that they were with Jesus and he was with them. He is with us and we are with him if we trust in him as our Saviour and Lord. He is life. Jesus is with us every day in spirit. One day he will return in person because he never left. It will just be different. The Last Supper the Church ignores is significant because it is about Jesus and his disciples, not about the Church and its power. Jesus is life, eternal life, and all of life. 
Throughout the Gospel of John, John makes the connection between Jesus and life itself. Jesus is life. Life testifies to him because he is life. He wrote in the first chapter of his first letter the same thing, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. 1 John 1 verse 1. In other words, John is saying Jesus is eternal life, and to know him is to enjoy life eternal because we know him. Eternal life is simply knowing Jesus and the Father who sent him. The link between life and knowing Jesus is firmly established in John's Gospel. John says in John's Gospel that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him, John 3.15. And in the following verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John says, Jesus says later in John chapter 5, verse 24, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Imagine that you never have to go to Mass again. You never have to seek God's approval because you already know God and you have already passed from death to life because you know Jesus. You never have to enter a church building again and sit cowering in the chair, fearful of a wrathful God who disapproves of your every mistake, who is unforgiving. Because God has said in his word that you have already passed from death to life. The church makes it about power and money, but Christ makes it about life and death, and he is the bridge between them. Jesus brings true hope and the end of fear. Jesus also says that for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. John 6 verse 40. And in John 6 verse 47 our Lord says, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. And in John 17, verse 3, he sums it up no more clearly than in this verse, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Just like church, eternal life is not a place, it is a relationship. Eternal life doesn't happen when you die. It is not a place. It is a relationship with God, and it begins now. And you can have a permanent relationship with God that occurs every day. You do not need to go to church to meet God, because you already know him. You talk to him in prayer, and you read his word, the Bible, and you encourage one another to grow in the faith as you share about what God is doing in your life, and what you are learning, and how God is encouraging you in your daily life. Now, in the same way that we cannot reduce God down to the culture war, we cannot reduce our relationship with God down to our Sunday church experience. That is not life. That is one hour of our week. 
What Jesus is saying is that he is life and life eternal. Knowing him is having eternal life and trusting him is experiencing eternal life. What Jesus is saying and John is saying is that knowing God is enough. And this is the blessing of God. Let me say that again. Knowing God is the blessing of God. Nowhere does God promise material blessing or money or anything. If you have them, praise God. If you receive them, praise God. But don't think for a moment that Jesus came into the world to give you money. He came into the world so you might know God and that God might know you. That is life, knowing Christ and following him. The Christian fascists don't like the gospel because they fear that if you meet God and believe in him and find eternal life, then they won't be needed anymore and you might grow in your faith without them and you will not pay them money out of a sense of guilt that you're paying God off for your many sins. These soul catchers would prefer that you don't find out about God and so tell you that it's all about the ritual of the Mass or the sermon or joining their faction, or singing a particular song, or wearing the right clothes, or supporting the right political candidate. Freedom from fascism is found in following Jesus. Christian fascists are about one, are right about one thing, though. If you do know God, then you don't need them and their churches anymore. You can find freedom from fascism by finding Christ and following him. Find other people who know God, who want to grow, who ask questions, who are real outside the church building, and who are genuine people. Look for God's people. They are everywhere. It might be hard to find these people, but in every city in the world, there are God's people. Look for them. You do not need a priest, a minister, or a pastor if you know God. Don't go to church. Follow Jesus instead. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. This is the last episode in our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian Response to Mass Formation Psychosis. A book based on the podcast and the blogs will soon be available. Please check the website for further details. Tomorrow we are beginning our new series, Freedom from Fear and Despair. This is Freedom Matters Today. Join me tomorrow.